Recovery 101 jingle. Recovery 101 does not speak. We don't? No. <laughs> uh, does not speak for A-N-A-O-A-C-A-G-A-P-A-S-L-A-S-L-A-A-C-R-R-R-M-M-D-R-A-H-A-P-A-S-W-A. Or any of the any of the announce. Blah, blah, blah. We don't need blah, blah. We don't even speak that well for ourselves, as you're soon to discover. Welcome to Recovery 101. My name is Bruce B. As always with... Shelly. And Mark. Sweet. Dude. Dude. Couldn't that have gone any higher? <laughs> Dude. Sweet. The only, one, the only person to go higher than that is either George Michaels, Freddie Mercury, or Steve I Perry. can't even go that high. There's girls in your choir that can go that high. Freddie, yes. Freddie Mercury can't hit that note anymore. Dude, those girls sound like people are stepping on their tails. <laughs> the Sopranos. Dude. Yeah, now the bass guys are low, but the sopranos, and there's, I don't know what it is, but in your choir, mm-hmm. there's like nine <clears throat> soprano chicks, and there's one tenor chick, you, yeah. and there's two tenor guys. There's like a crap load of bass guys and a crap load of sopranos and like three tenors. And there's like three altos. When I, what's the alto, just above a tenor? No, but, well, it goes sopranos the highest, then alto, then tenor, and then bass is the lowest. Oh, okay. The baritone is in there somewhere, too, and falsetto was above soprano, so. The falsetto group. But they're not typically That's the tail yanking written group. for. The tail yankers? Tail yankers. Sweet. So, you're looking pretty uh, snuggly. Yes. I'm thinking I'm going to let you do the pussy news. <laughs> What's the... Uh, what are those things? Oh, the Snuggies. Snuggies? For people that are completely inept and can't put a blanket over their shoulders? I love that. Snuggie lets you read a book while you've got a blanket on. I'm like, really? You can't read a book if you've got a blanket, <laughs> blanket on? on? It's like like you're completely immobilized. I, I love when they show the guys and they go, hey, wear them at your next uh, tailgate party. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, not hardly. If you want people to point and laugh. They're like, they'll know you really have it going on. Yeah, but they'll know you don't have a brain in the, your head. We had the coolest tailgate party before the ballet. <laughs> ballet. <laughs> in our Snuggies. There, there's, a, there's a video on YouTube, and it's got, like, the alternate Snuggies commercial. And it's the commercial, but it's got, like, new new uh, audio track with it. And it's got, the, it's got, like, the father. It's like, hey, it's really good for creepy dads. <laughs> on the couch, the guy's, like, leaning back, and it's like, bow, chicka, bow, bow. <laughs> it's like, the guy does look like a pedophile. He's, like, totally creepy looking. Yeah, if I saw a guy like that laying on my couch, I'd be like, okay, I'm backing slowly out of the room. Awesome. Oh, what? I almost forgot. What? Well, it's time for the boozy news and the news not fit for booze. I had a little fluctuation in my doo-doo. Your doo-doo had a phlegm in it. Yeah. 
a little bit. Yeah, yeah you did not There's have There's a discussion on Facebook dudes. about my doo-doots. Because really? you don't have tight doots. Fan... Fran was saying she wanted to see my tight dudes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I said, I have marvelous dudes. Thank you very much. Dutious Maximus. Dutious Maximus. Oh, wait a minute. That's not the That's right one. That's actually a great, uh, it's already open. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It's down on the taskbar. All you got to do is click and it opens it back up. Oh, I see it. Okay. <laughs> that was entertaining for all the people at home. Shelly, Shelly new to the computer. No, that was the wrong one. Okay. Shelly was using okay, the here we go. much before. Now I've got I. them both up. Right. Uh, Pepsi. Pe- the Pepsi-Cola company is facing a lawsuit from a man who he claims he found a dead mouse in a can of Mountain Dew. Okay, this this sounds like the, the story to Strange Brew. Okay, so he found this Doug, mouse Doug in... Doug McKenzie. Okay, you know what Pepsi's uh, defense is? Now, he said he sent the evidence to them to you know try to get them to so uh, fess up or whatever. So Pepsi's the mouse would have dissolved? Yes, they they actually have scientists on their side that say yes, it is true that the mouse would have dissolved in the Mountain Dew. I agree, and therefore he would not have seen it in his Mountain Dew. I agree. That's disgusting. Yeah, but they say they say that if you take a a penny and put it in a in a like a glass of Coca Cola and you seal the glass so it doesn't all evaporate, that it only takes like six months for a copper penny to completely disintegrate. Yep. Uh, and I'm lawyer, sure the bones of a mouse would go quick. Yeah. Great for the enamel on your teeth. Uh, a lawyer who, uh, what do you, like a lawyer's commenting on the, he's not involved in the case, but he was commenting on it, and his name's not actually his included. Expert opinion. Uh, his expert opinion said, this seems like a winning the battle while surrendering the war kind of strategy that hinges on winning the argument that our product is essentially a can of battery acid. That's just gross. Yeah, but that's not news. I mean, they've had stuff online for years about... You can use Coca-Cola to, like, clean oh, yeah. battery acid used and to, stuff like that. We used to use, uh, uh, like, a couple two-liter bottles of Coke to clean wrenches. Right, exactly. You can soak tools in it. That's the Craftsman Tool Guide says that you can soak your, your tools in it and clean uh, Let's kill all the lawyers. Yeah, but don't yeah. – didn't <laughs> did, you guys – maybe you guys didn't see it. You never saw the movie Strange Brew? No. Bill and Doug McKenzie, their, their entire concept of the movie was to tell these guys they found a mouse in their beer because they thought they'd get free beer. It was the guys from uh, Second City TV that did it. That's probably why I didn't watch it. Oh, it was brilliant. <laughs> Brilliantly yeah. funny. Um, in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, I was drunk. Who's from, nobody's from Cincinnati, Ohio. Skyline my family, Chili. my whole family's from Cincinnati. Skyline Chili, baby. Uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, a very intoxicated man who was carrying his beer with him crashed an AA meeting and had to be asked to leave. Why? Why, Shelly? Why? Well, he showed up drunk at a place called the 12 Step House. You can show up drunk. Yeah, but you can show up drunk. At a midnight meeting, wandered the hallways, and then interrupted the meeting and became belligerent. Well, he the was belligerent asked, is probably yeah. what did it. He was asked to leave the meeting and refused. Well, that'll so do they it. had to call the police. And he was then charged with disorderly conduct while intoxicated. And here's the part I like. Obstructing official business. We're official. We have business. If, if you called the cops to like a heroin anonymous meeting, half the meeting would disappear. Out yeah. The oh, hell door. yeah. <laughs> they hell leave. Yeah. The cops are here. It actually says. Wait, wait, wait! It says right in the reading that yeah, we're not under surveillance. surveillance at any time. It actually says that in the NA reading. Of course, they're so paranoid. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, but you know what? You got to look at it. As the, there is a different. There is a little bit of difference between like coke speed and heroin addicts and alcoholics. It's yeah. like you know what? Yeah. Paranoia is kind of a a catchphrase of the dope fiend, and it's like yeah. if you think that cops might be watching, they are. You just might not show. You know, I think he got kicked out for being belligerent, not for being drunk. Oh no! Cause yeah. I've seen lots of drunk people. Yeah, there've been lots of drunks at meetings. Um. You guys remember Jorhan or Jor Joran Vandersloot? Joran? Yes. Yes. Vandersloot. Whatever his name is. Yeah. Yes, he was the one that was the Aruba uh, killer. Yes, they believe that they that he killed Natalie. Allegedly. What's her name? Natalie Holloway. Allegedly. What? Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. Um, well, he was in jail for killing somebody else. He confessed to killing. Um, here's my my main question: Is he has a fan club? Yeah. That's just wrong. OJ has I'll, a fan club. I'll bet Charlie Manson has a Charlie fan Manson club. Charlie Manson has a fan club. That's just weird. There's this woman, 55-year-old woman. Obama named, has a fan club. Who, named Mary Which Hamer. Which amazing to me. A uh, 55-year-old woman named Mary Hamer who is paying his legal and medical bills and buying him presents. She's like the head of his fan club. She claims that she is his guardian angel. You know what it is? You know what she can buy him? KY. You, 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 <laughs> you, you know why she's his fan club? Because she really hated the person he killed. Yeah. That's just weird. Why do like murderers and stuff have like women that hang on them like they're you know the women like women like the bad boys. Well, you're a woman. Uh, yeah, Explain I don't get it. it. I don't get women it. Women like the bad boys. Okay, but that's too bad because they think they can change them. No, you want the bad boy who's just slightly bad, so you get like the. Hint of the delicious hint of danger, while not actually really ever being in danger per se. You don't actually want to marry a serial killer. I think women. I think there's a lot of women would disagree with that. That's just weird. It's just, there's women that want to live on the edge of Why? that guy's blade. Those women are just proof that God got all done making male, and when he was making female, just before he got done with the wiring, the soldering gun broke down. <laughs> There's a, there's a miswire issue. Mark to, uh, mail to Mark at recovery underscore 101 at com. In St. Petersburg, Florida. Which is short. Matter of fact, I haven't heard a single shout out. I'm just saying. Uh, shout out. Right, to shout out to everybody. Well, wait a minute. The big blue No, this crew. one is, well, shout out to Fran, Robert, Sarah, and those for this group because this was from previously. Um, and St. Petersburg is shortly where I'm going to send Mark. You know why? Why? Because body parts are washing up on shore. And why would I go there? Yeah, why Why do you want to send Mark for just, that? Just my body parts? Yeah, I didn't say I was going to send all of him. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, you They're know. They're going to sell right next to Vandersloot for you. we yeah. we got to get back at him for the You'll misfiring get, co- comment, the you know miswiring what? comment. Look, we understand. You can't You're going to get it. a fan club, Shelly. <laughs> and if you dismember Mark. I'm going to get a fan club? Yeah, some dude's going to be buying you. At any rate, so buying your lube. Uh, the first Might one was be. a leg that washed up. It was um, bent at the knee and it was cut off between you know mid thigh to mid calf. And they don't obviously they don't know whose it is. A tourist from uh, from Canada discovered it on the beach. Hey mom, look what I found. Yeah, ew. That's just gross. Lucky thing the Vietnamese family didn't find it. <laughs> well, uh, oh. <laughs> That what? took me a minute. Yuck. Okay, official eye roll and stomach lurch. Well, you know who is- found it? Some guy named Jim Donner. Oh, brother. 
the thing that amazes me is that it even made the news because we're talking about Florida. I would think that the whole state is a wash in body parts. Clearly. I don't know. I don't know. South Beach bringing the heat. Apparently. Barbecue on the beach. I'm trying to find the next story that we haven't that done yet. Like all these body parts aren't chewed the hell up by sharks. Yeah, it's not a big deal anyway. You know, you go to the store and buy legs and thighs. Ew. From chickens. Oh, does that matter? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it matters to me. Unless you're at Donner's grocery store. <laughs> uh, or Dahmer's. Le- Dahmer's grocery if you store. Crush it, if, you, if, you if you defer and crush a rat just right, you can make it look like a leg and thigh. How do you know that? I've seen pictures. Yeah, right. I love the... Uh, was it there was it was like Kentucky Fried Chicken or something, and there was a head of a chicken that was clearly a head of a chicken, and it was all like you know original crust. It's like wow, dark really meat. dark meat. Well, at least you know it was real chicken. Oh, it was chicken, all right. Um, in Lakeville, Minnesota, in Minnesota, uh, parents yeah. are coming to grips with a horrific scene they witnessed last weekend. A youth basketball tournament game. They saw. A man grab his son and punch him in the face because his team lost. The man has now been arrested and charged with fifth-degree domestic assault. That, what the hell is that? I don't know. Fifth-degree yeah. fifth domestic assault. That's, that's what you get for punching your kid at a basketball game. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, but had you got to gotta wonder what the actual you know, definition of that is. Other parents had to pull him off his son. Apparently he was trying to hit him again. I mean, you know what? what? Everyone, everyone disciplines in their own way. I'm surprised. Really? Really? I'm surprised one of the other parents didn't discipline the dad because that you know that's that's got the that's got the potential of being a bench emptying brawl. What kind of discipline? What on earth would possess somebody for to discipline a child because they were on a team that lost a game? Well, first of all, what would John Wooden say? What sport was this? Basketball. basketball. Now, was this like an organized basketball league? Uh, well, yeah. It was. Well, it was a youth basketball tournament well, game. Because in today's world, nobody loses; they all get a trophy. Yeah, didn't well, that suck? Yeah. Because you can't you can't hurt their psyche by having them lose. So. Well, apparently not in this game because they lost, and his dad got ticked off and punched him. That's just wrong. I'm sorry, that's just wrong. Uh, we need to be more tolerant of the father. I'm really surprised I'm not that tolerant one of the him other fathers didn't tee off on him. We need to be tolerant. We're a much more tolerant country now. What would not what would Jesus do? What would John Wooden do? Do you want the Octomom news? Yeah, please. Oh my god. Octomom? It's been ages since we had any Octomom news. Thank God. It's been an octomom. Uh, the doctor who treated uh, Nadia Suleiman, who's octomom, uh, his name is Michael Kamrava. Uh, Michael he, Kamraderi. The state of California Superior Court judges have judge has upheld the decision of the medical board to permanently revoke his medical license. Why? Hi. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Why? Because he is fertilizing women in an attempt to create a situation like the one he created with Suleiman. Oh. It whoa, is. Whoa, whoa, that's that's uh, that's got to assume some facts, not, not necessarily in evidence. in evidence. He's trying to create that, so he told them that. Uh, 
In less than eight years, he repeatedly performed in vitro fertilization, implanting women with up to 60 embryos at a time. What will that do? Result in, could result in many, 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 many new children. Like 60? Well, God, I hope not. That wow. Killed a woman. Well, let me, but let me, let me ask the question, because, wow. and I'm asking this because I don't know. Uh-huh. Women that don't fertilize and right. that embryos don't, grass, or that may fertilize, but embryos don't stay stuck or whatever. All right. Is it common to put numerous yeah. fertilized two. eggs? You put two to three in per fertilization, assuming that one will take hold. And what if it's... People, 60 is way beyond the pale. What if, what if it's people that have previously had three, four, five and have had none of them implant? Do they put more in to see yes. if they can get any to stick? Not 60. Yes. Well, this guy put in 60. Well, well apparently I, you're I'm not supposed to do guy, that. Well, yeah, well, I don't know. How many is okay? Two I mean, to three is okay. Yeah, so but I mean if you never... So is four okay? It says two to three. Yeah, but is four okay? No. Well, if you, if you didn't take the first time, would four be okay? Well, not all, well, the thing is, this is happening all at once. He's not doing it 60 successive times. No, no, one no, time, no, I mean, he plants, yeah, one time plants if 60 you put, eggs. Like, if you put, like, three in and it didn't take, it's okay to put four in the next time? No. Why? You stick with two to three because you don't want four babies. What if all four took the next time? Yeah, but if it's a person that's tried yeah, to have in vitro many times three, and has never had one stick. But if two to three and two is okay and three is okay, then four should be okay. Well, wait, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Four would be okay, right? What, what happened to woman's right to choose? Well, if you're a woman that desperately wants to have a baby, and some guy says, "Well, oh, I can make sure that you have a baby," and then implants you with sixty embryos, and you have like non-uplets, and you didn't want non-uplets, that's malpractice. Well, you can't. You, you, you don't get to choose how many fertilize. Yeah. What if they give you three and you didn't want triplets, yeah. and you got three that stuck? You wanted a baby. That's why you, they keep it to two to three, so that you know you're capped out at three, just in case they all stick. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know. Sounds like they're 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 screwing with the woman's right to choose. She might want sixty. Sounds well, like they're splitting sperm here. <laughs> all right. Well, that is the end of the boozy news. Especially since we don't have that much more left for next time. <laughs> what did I give you guys? Do this interrupt us? Yes. I hurt myself. (laughs) The New Way Foundation Victory House AWARE program is a state-licensed and certified substance abuse treatment provider located in Burbank. The New Way Foundation has a 50-bed residential program for men 18 to 64 years of age without insurance and outpatient programs for both women and men. New Way is a nonprofit foundation that is partially funded by Los Angeles Substance Abuse Prevention and Control under the Public Health Department and provides affordable and effective treatment. For over 40 years, New Way has been located in walking distance from beautiful downtown Burbank, numerous parks, and major transportation lines. In comfortable settings, nearly the entire continuum of care is offered by state-registered and certified counselors and interns. Don't wait for an accident, arrest, or overdose to contact us. Help yourself or your loved ones find treatment and the joys of recovery. When your way doesn't work anymore, try the new way. You can reach us at 818-842-9416 or on the Internet at new-way-foundation.com. Helping 25,000 people find a new way since 1967. Recovery 101.
Shelly really messed us up there. Yeah, she did. I think I pulled a doo doo. She tried. So, Roy Rogers, what's our what's our uh, topic tonight? What was it? More triggers. More triggers. Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers. That would give it to you right off the bat. Or Dude, anybody, anybody that has their horse stuffed and put in their house, that, that's like akin to, hey, you know, that's Grandpa over there in the chair. <laughs> yeah, over the rocky chair so the grandkids could still climb up on his lap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, he had, the, he had his, like his dog and, and his horse stuffed. Well, you know. You kidding? So, we did a show before on Triggers. Uh-huh. And we're going to do a show on more Triggers. More Triggers. What do you think, Shelly? I'll... Wrapped up. Oh, see, now we've discovered that she needs a Snuggie because she's got a blanket all around her. She can barely get her microphone. She got it. Oh, my God. You know what? Yeah, girl. I should have got her a Snuggie for Christmas. Yeah, girl. They're I want just... a Snuggie. Have you, se- or, have you seen? My mom the... gave me a Snuggie. Have you seen the other one? It's not a Snuggie, but it's like some all-around, like, almost like sweatsuit thing. And yeah. it's like, what if you need to go to the bathroom and it's got, like, buttons in the back so yeah, you drop the one. flap down? I'm like, yeah. wow. Yep. Flaps down. Flaps down. So, Shelly, triggers. What's your trigger? Do you have any triggers? My trigger for what? For getting loaded. Um, for giving you to, to start throwing you into the obsession. As I mean, of you, right now, I don't have any no, triggers. No, but I mean, you, you went out once. What was your trigger? Stress. Emotional stress. Crap, I built up. You know, my head starts going, and I, I can't deal with, or at least that, back then, I couldn't deal with all the stuff that I was thinking. And it was mostly, you know, I'm just, I couldn't cope with being overwhelmed, with feeling overwhelmed. And I was feeling overwhelmed a lot. And that was a major trigger for me. And then after a while, it became not a trigger for drinking, but a trigger for, like, ending up back in charter, for going loony, because I just couldn't cope. And now it sort of seems like when I feel overwhelmed or stressed, there's some part of my brain now that sort of pushes it to the side and focuses on one thing. So I don't really have any triggers at the moment because there's nothing that really, there's nothing on the planet that I can think of that would get me loaded because I don't have any desire to do that whatsoever. You know what's weird for me? I I sort of get a mini trigger off something that I don't even particularly like. And it's the goddamn Corona beer commercials. Where the guy's like sitting in the chair, like out part way in the water, and he's just sitting there, and he's like reaches over to the side and picks it, th- and it's like I don't even like Corona beer, and I'm like, God damn, that looks good. See, the commercial looks good, but I always think that the commercial would be better if he had a glass of mint iced tea, because that would be more refreshing. You're a loser. That would be more refreshing. Because Mark, Mark Mark's giving you the the alcoholic stare. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Mint julep and shit. So no. you want to like get rid of the Corona commercial and make a Bigelow commercial? Yes, or a Lipton iced tea commercial. Nice. How about you, Mark Triggers? You I know, mean, you've never gone out, so you might have to give it from the experience of people you've seen. No, you know what? I can actually speak on this because oh, although the other I haven't day. gone out, the closest I have probably come in 26 years to wanting to go out was two and a half days ago. Yeah. Really? What happened? Oh, just without going into too much detail. You know, it was one of those things where there's been a lot piling on lately. And 
it just reached a point where I got off the seventh call of the day, you know, and I was just tired of being the human outhouse. You know, I had caught crap all day long. And I just, the thought came into my head that I just wanted to get numb. And it didn't leave. Comfortably numb. Comfortably comatose. Yeah, you, you were a walking Pink Floyd album. Yeah. And it didn't go away. How did you, you know, make it go away? I got in my car. I drove to a meeting. That'll do it. I got to the meeting. The parking lot was full. The street was full. I almost pulled out and drove back home. But Good thing you the didn't. Fact, the fact that that feeling wasn't going away actually scared me enough that I went and parked like two blocks away down a side street. And walked. And walked. And got there and walked in the room. You got and, the platitudes. Hey, how you doing, Mark? Yeah, I mean, the meeting had already started because I was late because of the parking situation. At the break, all my friends came up. Happy New Year. How you doing? Great. Good. Great. Great. Fantastic. Good to see you. How you doing? And uh, I sat down and... A good friend of mine looked at me and said... From the New Way Foundation. Said, how you doing? And basically I said, I'm three piles of cup puppy crap on the white carpet. You know? So... Let's that, talk. Yeah. He said, let's so go outside and talk. You know? Went outside, talked for 20 minutes. And, uh... He says, you know, he goes, the thing is, you know all the right stuff to do. He goes, the other thing is, you're doing all the right stuff. And isn't that what's important? Yeah. It's and not went, even the knowing what to do. It's yeah. the actual doing. Everybody knows what they and should do. And I went do. back in the room, and there was a lively sharing going on. And it was coming to the end of the meeting. And the guy who led the meeting had looked over at me when I first walked in the room and gave me a look like. What's wrong? Yeah. And, uh. So I, they were wrapping up, and I raised my hand and said, my name's Mark, and I'm an addict. And first thing I need to do is I owe an amends to all of my friends here who all came up and asked me how I was doing, and I and told I you I was great. doing great or good. I said, because I'm, I'm not. And, uh, so, you know, and I shared it. And it's really funny because I've run into three or four people. Today I ran into three or four people who were in that meeting. And every single one of them came up to me. Are you doing better? First thing, are you doing better? And, oh, my God, I was so glad you shared that. Because it made me take a real hard look at the fact that I feel pretty good with my 15 years of sobriety. And when you shared, it was like a wake-up call. Yeah. You're not immune. Yeah. You know, AACANA do a lot of things, but right. immunization yeah. against getting loaded is not one of them. And you know, one of the things I've been thinking about the last couple of days, as you know, for the last few years, my sponsor moved to the Midwest. He and I talk on the phone all the time, but we we carry on a, a relationship long distance. Right. So 
And I have shared before I've shared the story that I share about when I was 16 and got my first car. You know? And I did. I bought the same kind of car my friends had who already had cars. And I followed them around and I did what they did. I changed the oil. I checked the tires. I put gas in the car. I changed the spark plugs when you're supposed to. I didn't know what to do then. And I, but I did what you're supposed to do. But other people showed you how to do And now I've been driving for a long, long, long time. I still have to do those same things for the car to run. And it's sort of like the program. When I first came in the program, I followed people around and I did what they did. I've been around for a while now. I still have to do those same things. I was going to mention, you know, you sharing that for newcomers and stuff, Mm -hmm. that's like wake-up call for them. It's like, wow, you know what? When this guy wanted to get loaded, he went to a meeting, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're like, because I I, I don't always do that when I want to get loaded. I go get loaded. You you may have been the, uh, that, you know what? That might have been God's purpose for keeping you around so long is to share that. In that meeting. So I go get loaded now? Yeah, you're done. Yeah, now I'm you're done? toast. You're completely okay. done. Thanks, guys. Bye. So, Shelly. What? What else do you have to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a generic question. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't, right now, as things stand, I don't have a problem with this. I don't have an issue with this. I, you know, I used to have a huge trigger for me. I, the reason that the yard looks like crap now is because when I got sober, I stopped gardening because gardening and drinking went hand in hand for me. We had the best looking lawn on the block for a long time. We had the best looking garden for sure. Okay. Well, vomit is like natural fertilizer. (laughs) Well, no, because I would drink and garden. And then when I got sober, I, I would try spring roll around and I tried my regular gardening thing and I was flipping out because I'd be out there weeding or whatever and my hand would naturally move toward where the glass would be and then i realized it wasn't there yeah, and then i tried some mint iced tea or something i should have well <laughs> and then i realized the glass wasn't there and then i realized that i was sober and then I'd, i would be this weird mind scramble going on in my head you know so i stopped gardening entirely huh. and i still actually i'm only like poking around at it and around the edges a little bit here and there and the yard looks like crap but I'm okay with that right now. Maybe summer will roll around. I'll change my mind. I don't know. Did you last summer? Uh, sort of half and half. But did, it, you, did you the summer before? No. Oh, the summer before that? No. Then it's probably not going to roll around this summer. Well, I did a little bit oh, last summer. Oh, you summer. did a little bit, so you're building up to it. I'm building up to it. And I did put in flowers in the front flower bed before my mother okay. came. So, you know. So if you plant flowers, you'll stay sober? Well, no. If I if I Because I'm not sort of trigger oriented now okay. back then you know so if people want to get low they should go plant flowers well no okay you've got I'm me so confused help, now I'm that trying I'm, to help people no no don't plant don't, wait yeah don't garden <laughs> you bastards okay if when you were drinking and using you didn't garden then gardening might be a good thing to do now oh because it won't be a trigger right but for me it was a trigger okay when I first got sober, I had a whole crap load of triggers, and triggers in weird ways. And, and dope fiends, uh, 
Is this when you first got sober or when you first got sober and stayed sober? Uh, Both. When, because I was a slammer, and there's a whole little group of things that goes along with slamming, a spoon was a big trigger for me. Just look, you know, eating cereal in the morning was a problem because I'm looking at this spoon, and I use spoons all the time. Was it was a syringe full of Coke for and, the trigger for you? And I'm a diabetic. So, you know, can you imagine being a slammer? And, you know, you go to eat your breakfast cereal, there's a spoon. Every morning you're shooting up insulin. And I remember shooting up insulin where I'd shoot up the insulin, and I'd, like, wait for a second. Oh, nothing happened. Your heart didn't start palpitating. Yeah. And, you know, it's tough. You know, I used to sit there and. I'd see a syringe three times a day, every day, and I just came off slamming a zillion times a day. And But I'm like the way Shelly is now, man. There's very few things. I don't know that I'd be all that interested in seeing a big pile of Coke, but since I've been sober, I've seen a big pile of Coke. I pulled a guy out of a rock house once, and everybody in there was smoking. And I was able to go in there, and maybe it's because my, you know, it's like the book says, like Big Book says, you know, if your motives are right and everything and you're spiritually fit, you know, I was okay. But I wouldn't necessarily you advise your, people to try that. You had your sword and shield of recovery? Yeah. Um, I had a, I had a guy armor of righteousness. Yeah. I had a guy I sponsored one time. Came to me and he said, I don't want to get loaded anymore. And he handed me this boulder. Man, this thing had to be like three or four grams. And I'm like... And the the very first thought was like that CA yeah. first CA convention group. I'm like, I should sell this because <laughs> there's like a you know there's a bunch of money right here. And then I'm like, I should flush it. And then I thought, I can't flush four grams of coke. I should put this away while I figure out what to do with no, it. No. So what I did is I told the guy, I said, you got to flush this. I'll stand here right while while you do it. And I swear, when he went to drop that boulder in the in the Ooh. in the toilet. I closed my eyes because I didn't even want to see it go in there. Because, you know, you drop four grams into a bunch of water. I'm thinking, let me get my syringe. Yeah. I can pour a bunch of ether and it'll come out. No, not even. Yeah, yeah you know what? Yeah, the, the smoking bowl. thing. I was way past the smoking thing. So, Shelly, what would your final words on triggers be? I don't know. I think if you're new, you're going to know what your triggers are pretty darn quick. And... If you don't stick close to the program and get a sponsor, you'll probably go back out. Because the whole higher power thing when you're new is too nebulous. You're not there yet. So you just, that's the reason I think that why people say, keep going to meetings, go to meetings every day, you know, because in the beginning you have to stay close. Or at least do. Yeah. Um, You know, and if you find yourself triggered later on, and all of a sudden, because I've heard, you know, in meetings, people talk about it came out of nowhere, like with Mark's thing. You know, you've got the tools. If you, you know, you, if you automatically go to meetings when you don't feel right, there's a good chance you'll automatically go to a meeting then. Mark, what would your final words be? Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> no. What is Ditto. <laughs> You know, we always know that, that the best thing to do in any situation is the next indicated step. It's a really simple program, and you really don't you really don't always focus on how simple this program is until you re, until it hits you that that's what you have to do. 
it was a very simple fix to a very complicated issue for me. It's like, it's a really complex thing that's been beating the crap out of me for the last two days. I'll go to a meeting. I'll find a friend in a meeting. It's not hard for me to find a friend in a meeting. Because I go to plenty of them. Yes. I'll talk to him about it. I'll share about it in the meeting so all my friends in the meeting know that I'm having an issue. I'll stand up after the meeting and have a half a dozen. Talk to all comers. All the girls came up and gave me a hug afterwards. I might share next week I'm having a problem. (laughs) Shelly's like, hey. Yeah. No, so, you know, and I went home that night. I read two pages of the big book. I did a 10th step, and I went to bed. The next day, I saw you the next day. Yes, and we talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it. I was doing good. You know what? Because I don't have to act on the feelings that come up today. I just have to recognize them. And do the next indicated step. Outstanding. I just I just got a trigger. You did? Your daughter's going to be late? No. Oh. I said, be back by 10, school night. She uh-huh. said, Dad, I'm already home. I'm going to sleep early because I'm taking my Army test tomorrow. Ah. When did she come home? I didn't see her come home. I think maybe that was the car that was parked out in front. There was a car parked in front of uh-huh. the driveway. Oh. I think that was probably it. I'm Ooh. taking my army test Good tomorrow. for her. I'm thinking Navy. Oh, doesn't matter. Air Force. They're all the same. Uh, for triggers. You know what, trigger? It's not just a horse in Roy Rogers' living room. You know, you got you to... Gotta, uh, it, it's, not, it's not running into the things that are triggers because literally you could run into any... It could be anything. It could be stress. It could be the situational thing. Could be the too many phone calls. It could be the beer ad on TV. Could be the spoon. It could be whatever it is. It's not really the trigger. To me, triggers isn't the thing. It's exactly what Mark was talking about. It's not the trigger. It's what do you do after you get triggered? Use that phone list. Call those numbers until you get someone. Go to a meeting. Share with other people, and you'll be okay. When you have a trigger, don't pull the trigger. <laughs> there you go, uh, Mark. What? Who are our friends back east? That would be Bruce. The other white meat. Bruce runs the 12-Step Gazette at 12stepgazette.com. Dot com. You go to recovery101.net, scroll down, click the link, take you to his site. Um, click it you twice. Click it twice. You can read his fine, fine publication online. You can get it emailed to you, or you can get the subscription prescription, and he will send it to you via the United States Postal Service, be it as it may. Uh, also, if you're interested in a franchise opportunity, you can contact Bruce, and he'll give you all the information you need to bring the 12 Step Gazette to your little corner of the world. Perfect. Happy Shelley. New Year, Bruce. Oh, Shelly, what, what? what about our uh, friends online? Uh, that would be in the rooms.com. You can go and put up a profile, meet some people in the A of your choice, go to online chats and meetings. You can go to Friends of Recovery 101 and listen to the show on an embedded player while you surf the site, and it's all free. That's awesome. That's a bargain. 
Uh, we've got email address, addresses at YouTube.com. Wow. No, we don't. No, we've we got, don't. We've got email <laughs> email addresses at recovery underscore 101 at hotmail.com, recovery101radio at gmail.com. We've got uh, you like to join the crack advertising staff, recovery101radiosales at gmail.com. We've got videos at youtube.com forward slash easy look. Yes, we That's do. That's E-A-S-Y-L-O-O-K. Or youtube.com forward slash recovery 101 rule 62. We have them there too. Shelly, who's the lead on me today? Forever Amber. Which one? I almost did that to you on eight days clean, but. <laughs> um, well, I just used heroin lies not too long ago, so I think damn girl. Damn girl. <laughs> Everybody, try and leave it better than you found it, and be the example. See ya. Good night. Thank you.